Hey, Home Slices. This episode is actually part two of a two-part episode where I review Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with my guest, Catricia. If you haven't listened to part one, stop this podcast now and go listen to part one. Okay. All right. Well, we're about to pick up where we left off. So don't say I didn't warn you. So the next episode we're going to discuss is the absolute, hands down, best and most memorable episode in the show, in my opinion. We're reviewing season four, episode 24, entitled Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse. In this episode, we get a powerful performance from Will and James Avery, and we get to explore what Will's character is like in a vulnerable light, one where he can't deflect his feelings with the silly jokes and the humor, and he has to face being abandoned by his absent father yet again. So now we're in season four. It's four years after Will has come to live with his family in Bel Air. And he's in college now. He's at ULA, which is a fictional university. And he sees a creepy man with a skull cap watching him. It's very uncomfortable. It's very <laughs> creepy to me. Right. He looks so creepy. That's literally like my first note. I put watching him all creepy as <laughs> <laughs> first of all he's looking at will like he's a snack that was the first yes! <laughs> like what on earth are you doing yes i agree mm-hmm. it was making me uncomfortable right right so <laughs> will like, is what? doing his work study job which is cleaning up at what appears to be like a, the campus bookstore or the campus the peacock union. was that the peacock i don't remember it was the peacock <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. working at the Peacock, doing his work-study job. And Will is like, he must be a cop. Like, I must have messed up or whatever. But Carlton's like, turn yourself in. It's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but eventually the guy speaks to Will and Will gets it together and realizes that it is his dad. The way he was staring at him is still creepy, but at least he knows him, Right. And Carlton ends up butting in and he's like, oh, like this is uncle. What is his dad's name? Uncle Lou. There we go. Carlton butts in and he's like, hey, Uncle Lou, how you doing? Uh, you know, it's been 14 years. Let me tell you how life has been. Basically, like right. <laughs> Carlton <laughs> is bringing a lot of levity to this situation. But Will, you can tell, has a problem with his father reentering his life mm-hmm. and basically having to have a conversation with somebody that he does not know or that he feels abandoned him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look up yeah. The actor who played Lou. And, you know, Jacksonie told me that he was the one who was a bad dad in the Medea movie, the Tyler Perry movie. Wait, who? She said who? that he, I think he was the dad who walked out on his son in Medea's. Oh, no. That's not he him. does Angela look Bassett. like him, but that's, that's not oh, him. Oh, yeah, right. That is not that is You're right. That's not him. I got to tell her because I was like, I just got the man's face in my head. That's yeah. Him. Right. I could see where she would, they do look yeah, alike, yeah, but me his, too. They his face like, is a different shape. Yeah. Right. She was like, he yeah. always planned somebody dead be dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if he did, but I he may mm-hmm. have passed now. I'm not sure. Mm. He would have been too old by then. So we see that Will's father, played by Ben Vereen, talks to him. It's been 14 years since Will has seen him. He's a trucker now. We all know truckers make a decent living. And you can mm-hmm. tell Will is uncomfortable 
and their conversation is coming across as very transactional. It's almost like he's talking to an old friend from high school that he lost touch with and not his father. It's very Mm -hmm. awkward. And so Will, for whatever reason, is like, how about you come over for dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. And Lou is like, "Mm, you know, I don't think, Phil and Vivian will be on board for that. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But there's, of course, a piece of Will who wants to get to know his father. Of like, course. Sometimes your parents mess up and they mess up mm-hmm. in a big way. But there's always something inside that's like, I still want to have a relationship mm-hmm. with this person. So Lou walks away. And I know that Carlton is supposed to be like the opposite or the answer to Will. But I think Carlton's role is also to bring things to Will's attention. And Carlton has like a very tender response to how Will is reacting to his father. And he's like, oh, you must have a lot of feelings about this. And Will, because he's Will, just kind of brushes it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Especially when Carlton is like, let me hold you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I think it was this episode that like made me realize that Carlton would actually lived in the hood until he was six. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that until he was like, all I remember is that we moved from the hood when I was six. <laughs> and I was like, wait, they lived in the hood? I forgot about that. Yeah, they okay. did. So by this time in the show, we have the new Aunt Viv and she Mm -hmm. sees Lou at her house and she is shocked. Mm -hmm. We find out that Jeffrey purposely didn't tell Aunt Viv that he was coming (laughs) (laughs) because he thought, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Yes. He thought it would be way funnier if he wasn't, you know, suspected guest or uninvited guest. So we have to back up to actually pointing out that Will's mom, she knew that Lou was coming. Did you catch that in the beginning? No. So he was like, your mom didn't tell you. He said that he had talked oh, to Will's right. mom that's three right. months prior. It was three months prior to him visiting, but I could only imagine that conversation with her not enlightening because she probably was like, you you ain't been around. Like, I highly doubt, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you even gonna come. But she knew, but he, you know, Will wasn't privy to it. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. not catch that. Yes. So... We see that Hillary, (laughs) Hillary comes into the picture and Hillary is like almost flirting and is like charmed by Lou. And he's like, oh, this is, you know, such a beautiful lady. And she's like, well, who are you? And he introduces himself (laughs) as Uncle Lou. And she's like, nah, like, stop playing. No, No, Will's dad is a deadbeat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Will's dad is a mom flat. Right. Yes. He left years ago. And this is the part where I'm telling you like I feel like she has a personality disorder because I feel like a normal person would not say that (laughs) it's bad in her saying why'd you run out of him then who knows when we'll ever see you again (laughs) yes Yes, she just has this unabashed truth telling and it's just very funny to me (laughs) and so we see Uncle Phil gets home and he is pissed right away Mm -hmm. and Lou of course feels that and he's about to leave and then that's when Hillary chimes Mm -hmm. in like who knows when we'll see you again (laughs) Right, (laughs) and Hillary to me is like the real MVP because she's saying what everybody else is too nice to say like Mm -hmm. everyone's thinking it but she actually says it right Mm -hmm. so Uncle Phil is trying to be nice 
And I think Aunt Viv takes him aside and is like, mm, you need to get your stuff together. And, you know, this is Will's dad. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Phil cannot help himself. He's just not mm-hmm. messing with Lou. So in the next scene, we see Will and Lou go to the fair. And we see a mm-hmm. young Miles from Moesha at the fair mm-hmm. laughing with a father figure. I think he's sitting on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And Lou starts explaining why he wasn't there for Will. And he's saying that he mm-hmm. wasn't ready and he felt trapped and he panicked and ran. And hearing mm-hmm. him say this stuff, I'm like, this man has been rehearsing this speech for years. Right. And, but the crazy part about it is that Will didn't even want to hear the explanation at first. Right. And that's how you know that he just wanted his dad present. But right. Lou felt like he had to give an explanation, which was BS. Right, yeah. right. And the explanation mm-hmm. never serves the child. It always serves mm-hmm. <laughs> the person mm-hmm. who's explaining. Exactly. Right. And Lou, of course, claims that he's different now, right? He wants to be a part mm-hmm. of his life. And for the first time during this scene, he calls Lou his dad after his dad mm, starts so proud. You know, yeah, starts throwing up baskets. Like because now they have that's how they can relate. Right. They, they have, have a common interest. Right. Basketball mm-hmm. in common. And he feels proud of his dad and he's able to actually call him that. And so mm-hmm. we see that Vi is on the phone with her sister and of course she is worried. But Will has decided that he wants to spend his summer on the road with his dad. Again, his dad's a trucker, Mm -hmm. so they're going to go all across America together. Uncle Phil is Mm -hmm. not having it. Mm -mm. Uncle Phil says, the hell with your father. (laughs) Uh Uncle Phil is reminding him that he's been absent. He hasn't even called in 14 years. And Uncle Phil knows that his father is only being a part of Will's life to soothe his guilt and not because he really wants to be a part of Will's life now. Yeah, he can see right through Lou, you know. Absolutely. And Uncle Phil says, you're a fool if you can't see that. You're Mm -hmm. a fool if you cannot see that your father is here for himself and not for you. Then Will says the meanest thing. (laughs) He's so mean. (laughs) And he says it out of anger and out of, you know, being youthful and naive but he says to uncle phil who cares what you think you're not my father and uncle phil looks so hurt and he was hurt you know he was hurt but i feel like you know i could understand will's frustration because he already has one foot out the door in lou's truck right yeah he is wanting the support of who he's living with and uncle phil's anger gets the best of him so uncle phil's anger and even though uncle phil has a right because he already knows what's going to happen in the end. He's doing it to protect Will, but how he's doing it is making Will pissed. Cause he's like, man, I'm, not, I'm trying to go. Like, I want to be with my dad. He's finally here. Like, this is my shot. And you're just down my throat. And so Will just jumps out like, you're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me go. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so in this next scene, it's the next day, and Jeffrey chats with Uncle Phil, and he recites a weird poem. And here's what the poem says. The master lives a life of ease while we live life upon our knees. Waste not your tears and save your breath, for soon he'll die a violent death. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about Lou? So... (laughs) he's basically saying this is a poem that my mother used to say to me that would always make me feel better 
And it's very rude because it talks about his master, who in this instance is Uncle Phil, (laughs) dying a violent death. But I feel like it's actually a double entendre because if you think of the poem as the master being Lou, Will's dad, and the part about him dying a violent death, basically what he's saying to Uncle Phil or what I took from it is don't waste your tears and save your breath because eventually will is going to see his father for who he really is. Right. So like, don't worry, don't fret over this. Will is going to see what you see eventually. So that's what Mm -hmm. I got from it. Even if he was only saying it to be mean to uncle Phil. (laughs) Yeah. It's still hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. So Phil, of course, is still upset and distraught and Hillary comes across him and sees him this way. And she's like, this is a perfect opportunity to get some stuff out of him. And she calls him a genie on Valium, (laughs) which (laughs) I thought was hilarious. And so she and Ashley try to get some stuff out of Uncle Phil and they do so successfully. And here comes Carlton (laughs) to ask for some stuff. And of course, Carlton is He's basically like, asking, "What do you think? He asked like, can I have access to my trust fund right now?" Or, yes, like the prodigal son. But before he asked that, Uncle Phil's like, "Do you think I'm a good dad?" Oh, he did. He did. And of mm-hmm. course, Carlton is like, "You're the best." Right? Now, can I have access to my trust fund? He's like, "No." Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Oh, Jeffrey, of course, is just being annoying or whatever. But Phil is still moping around and Aunt Viv reminds him of who is being selfish in this moment. Uh Like you have this young kid who finally has the opportunity to spend some time with his father who he hasn't seen since he was a young child. And you're thinking about yourself, basically. Uh And so, of course, this kind of turns things around for Uncle Phil. And he goes to the pool house where Will lives, basically, and has a heart to heart with him. And Uncle Phil basically mm-hmm. says, I said what I said, but right. I was out of line. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Will says, like, I'm, I don't want to slight you, right? Like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. this to slight you. I just need to spend this time with my father for myself. And then mm-hmm. they say they'll miss each other, which I think is really sweet. I don't know if mm-hmm. you feel this way, Nene, but... When I see a lot of black men with their sons, I don't see them always using such like loving or nurturing language. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard a black father tell his son that he'll miss him. Or There are mm-hmm. some people, some black fathers and sons that don't even say they love each other. Like mm-hmm. I've literally heard black men say my dad was in my life, but I have never heard him say I love you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it and heard it, especially working with kids. You know, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club for four years. I I saw it and I would actually make it a point to tell fathers, you know, I worked at the front desk. I would actually make a point to tell the black fathers that I really admired them doing that. I had a, a dad. He had a son and a daughter, but his son 
had to take insulin every day, I believe, mm-hmm. or it was insulin or something else that his dad would bring him daily during the summer for him to take. And whatever it was, he would go into the clinic, do what he had to do, bring it out. And he was about 13, maybe. And I love that his dad actually embraced him every single time. He would hug him and kiss him and say, I love you, you know, and then he would go about his way. I made a point to tell him, like, I absolutely love that because I did not see it a lot. So it's very rare, but it's beautiful when it happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's more impactful to see it on like a national level, as well as seeing it in 1994, right? Mm -hmm. Like this was basically 30 years ago. So it was really nice to see that level of like affection between like a father son figure. So Mm -hmm. it's basically the final scene of the show. And Lou Mm -hmm. is an hour late. But eventually he shows up and he basically says, mm, they laid a dollar short, girl. girl, yes, a few thousand short because he has to pick up an extra. Wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind. Let's rewind and, and make a note about how when Uncle Phil and Will are still talking and like mm-hmm. that final scene is Will saying, you know, this is just for the summer, right? And Uncle Phil gives him that look as like, I'm not going to say anything else but it's not even going to go how you think it's going to go. It's like, I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> not even in a shady type of way, but just mm-hmm. like, I feel bad because I know the result, right? Like, I know the outcome of this and and you poor soul. Like, I feel like that's what I took from that. And I'm just like, dang. And I feel like a little bit of Will felt like this man know what he's talking about, but I'm just going to keep <laughs> on trucking along because I want my daddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I actually picked up on that. I... Knew that Will was saying it, this it is about me right in my track. That's interesting. I definitely heard Will say this will only be for the summer. What I got from that part of the interaction was more so Will saying this man is my dad and I'll be spending the summer with him. But I view you as my real father figure. I saw that as him reassuring oh, Uncle Phil of position in his life. But I didn't read into Uncle Phil's reaction. I don't think I even remember oh, that. I did. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I saw it because I was like, dang, it just stopped me right in my tracks. When I saw it. Well, I like, well, oh, Uncle man. Phil was right. He know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, like I I said, mm. right. Well, Lou is an hour late. He eventually shows up and he tells them, Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, he tells them that he has to pick up an extra driver so that he can do a quick turnaround trip that has like a $5,000 payday. And because he has to pick up an extra driver to complete the job in time, there's not going to be any room for Will. So, Phil, being... The nice, generous guy that he is, is like, mm-hmm. well, if that's the case, no I'm going to offer you an alternative. Mm-hmm. You tell me where your drop off location is and I'll get Will there via plane mm-hmm. and y'all can still spend right. the summer together. Mm-hmm. And saying it like it, with that little snarky, like, I know you ain't about to even take this offer because I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll do one better for you. I'll fly him to Maine, you know? What's yeah. Up? Yeah, and then y'all still spend the summer together. And this Negro, Lou, talking about, well, you know, I got to stay flexible because this job will lead to other big jobs. Mm -hmm. And basically what he's saying is having Will, a college-age student, tagging along with him is going to make him feel trapped again. The same way he felt trapped (laughs) with Will and Will's mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh It's not like he's a five-year-old that you have to watch 
mm-hmm. like a freaking honk. This is an adult man that you have mm-hmm. to build a relationship with as an adult man. But Lou doesn't see it that way. Lou is just concerned about himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So then this is probably the worst part to me. This coward mm-hmm. wants Viv and Phil to break the news yep. to Will. Right. Doesn't even want to tell him himself. Mm-hmm. How freaking dare you? Yeah. And Aunt Viv tells him, if you walk out of here, you don't ever come back. Don't come back. Right. Period. We don't want you around here. Mm-hmm. So Phil mm-hmm. basically has to yell at Lou to make him sit down. Sit down right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sit down. Mm-hmm. And he calls him out and he holds him accountable. And this is another mm-hmm. thing that I feel like is very refreshing to see. To see like mm-hmm. a very present black father call out another father who's not present who's very Mm -hmm. absent like this level of accountability i think is refreshing and new Mm -hmm. yeah so uncle phil is basically saying you can't step in and out of his life he's not gonna Mm -hmm. wait around in suspended animation waiting for you to come back his life goes on when you're not here Mm -hmm. and your absence is doing damage And it's going to be worse if you hip and hop in and out of this man's life every few years. Mm -hmm. And then Ben Vereen, who is playing Lou, does his iconic performance. And the way he talks is so funny, Nene. I don't know why it's so funny. He's like, (laughs) you get off my back. You think I wanted this? It just (laughs) happened. (laughs) It just happened. I don't know why. It's almost like sing-songy. It's very weird. I just find it hilarious. It just happened. Uh (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But Phil says, Uh I'm here for my family. Like, I did it. Like, I don't want to hear your excuses because I'm here every day. Like, I show up for my family. Uh So whatever noise you're talking, like... Get rid of it. He's not right. Not accepting the excuses. And so Will, interestingly enough, pops up right before Lou is about to take off. And Lou basically can't weasel his way out of telling Will what's going on. And he quickly tells them, hey, we got to put the trip on hold for a few weeks. And then he has the nerve to say these two words that really bothered me and stood out to me. He said, you understand that pissed me off. Just those two Um, words saying you understand because it's not a question, right? Like he's saying, I have something to do that's more important than you are and you should understand that. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm -mm, that's rude. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Will, of course, is upset because Will has basically planned his whole summer around being in a truck with this guy that he doesn't know. So now all of his plans are messed up. And the fact that he was getting closer to his father and feeling those feelings, all of that has gone away. Of course, he's just right back to being a 14, not a 14 year old. He's right back to being a child whose dad just wasn't around for 14 Uh years. But Will is obviously upset, but he says it's okay. Even though we know that it's not okay. And what's happening right now, is a term that I learned from my therapist called parentification. It's when a child has to act like a parent in a situation. And by Uh denying how upset he is to his father, he's soothing his father when it really should be the other way around. 
So Lou says he's going to call next week and Will immediately goes back to calling him Lou instead of dad. So all of those touchy feelings mm-hmm. that he was feeling towards his father and yep. just gone out of the window. And then here comes the most so, iconic mm-hmm. part of the show. Yeah. Lou leaves and Will is basically trying to play it off, right? All of these negative feelings, these feelings of abandonment and neglect, right? And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. I went out and bought this present. And it's like a little statue of a father holding a child. And right. he's basically saying, like, I'm not a five-year-old little boy anymore, right? Like, I'm too mm-hmm. mature for this. I went through all my major milestones without this Negro. I had mm-hmm. 14 great birthdays. He didn't send me a card. To hell with him! <laughs> <laughs> right. He says, I'm going to excel. And we see Uncle Phil is crying too. It's like this really beautiful moment. And Mm -hmm. he literally says, like, how come he don't want me, man? Right. Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And then we see Uncle Phil go over and embrace him. And I know this is a show and it's fake, but it just feels real. All the little abandoned children. I kept children. seeing things that it was real for. That's what people were saying. He went off script and was thinking about his own life. I kept reading things and I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if there's an interview anywhere. I, I, I actually heard I, the I, opposite. Really? So, uh, basically, I heard that Will actually did grow up with his father in his life. Mm-hmm. I have also heard that Will's father was abusive and that Will oh. learned that as a child, if he could make his father laugh, that he wouldn't hit Will's mother as much. And so he oh, used humor sad. as a, a coping mechanism. I hate so, abusive people. Absolutely. Just go so, and just die. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing or what I've been able to put together is that Will actually did grow up with his father, despite him being abusive and is what's actually close to his father, I guess, as he got older. And mm-hmm. according to what I read, he actually was thinking about his friends and close, you know, boys or whatever who didn't grow up with their fathers and like drawing from what he believed their experience was of them not having a dad in their lives. So mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. his inspiration. Okay. I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, and I also heard that this scene was ad-libbed as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is such a beautiful moment, right? Like, yeah. yeah. literally he goes from denial at first of like, yeah, I have that in my notes. Denial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm too old for this to impact me the same way it did when I was six years old, wondering why my dad's mm-hmm. not here. Right. Yep. Like I can't feel abandonment and neglect in this way because I'm older. I'm in college. I'm a man now. Right. And I've survived mm-hmm. this long without him. Mm-hmm. And there's a part that I like how he was saying, like, I'm going to go on to be a great man because he can't tell me anything about how to deal with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so he's like using this as fuel to become a better man. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the show ends with them embracing and Uncle Phil knocking the hat off his head. And that's how ah, you know that gorgeous. wasn't staged. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get this thing hat off the way. I love you, boy. Yes. So one of the things that I also learned, because I also watched the reunion for Fresh mm-hmm. Prince of Bel-Air, was that 
Will was having a hard time preparing to do this scene. Mm-hmm. He got some advice from James Avery, who plays Uncle Phil. And mm-hmm. when Uncle Phil embraced Will Smith, he whispered in his ear, now that's acting. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So James Avery, who played Uncle Phil, was actually like a very trained actor who like everybody really looked up to him in the way that he loved the art and how good he was at being an actor. And he is like a big part of the reason why Will Smith is the actor he is today. So girl, if you have a chance, watch that reunion, like getting to relive those moments and see everybody and see how they're doing. And they all look so beautiful. And they even have a segment with the original Aunt Viv. Uh It's Uh actually very good. And I was in tears when they were talking about, you know, James Avery, who has since passed away. It was. Yes. So, Mm. yeah, that was, like I said, probably the most iconic and replicated scene (laughs) from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, Nini, what are your Mm -hmm. final thoughts? Is The Fresh Prince worth a rewatch and does it hold up today? Yeah, I definitely think it's worth a rewatch. And I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of differences from then and now. And I do feel like I just that's the best thing about rewatching things is like now that we are all grown, we see so many other things that we overlooked or like that didn't hit as much because we hadn't lived enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just feel like a lot of things are therapeutic because, you know, like there is this new I hate to say the word wave of like black people going to therapy since that wasn't a thing when we were growing Mm -hmm. up. And I feel like a lot of these episodes and a lot of these scenes are extremely therapeutic for us. You know, when we were younger, we could just look at episodes and we kind of just took from the bits and pieces that we could laugh at. But I do feel like rewatching the seasons help us like connect different things in our lives today. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I feel like at whatever stage you originally watch something, when you go Mm -hmm. back, you obviously see things differently. Like you catch things that you didn't catch before Mm -hmm. and you connect those things to your own life. So, of course, I did not rewatch the entire series. But Mm -hmm. after watching those two episodes, I would actually be willing to. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed (laughs) watching those episodes a lot even though they're Mm -hmm. over 30 years old and I can get most of the jokes now. And I actually think it holds up and it's still really relevant. Yeah, I do too. And if I remember correctly, there will be like a lot of nineties references. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really the only part that people who did not watch the show in the nineties won't understand. So Mm -hmm. some of those like references from the nineties or whatever, it's like a, you had to be there situation, but the main concepts are timeless. Right. And the themes are timeless. We're still struggling with police brutality or, you know, people being pulled over while black. And it's like that episode is 30 years old, but that topic is still relevant today. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. I definitely think it's worth a rewatch and it definitely holds up. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So awesome, the, girl. thanks girl. So one other thing I wanted to talk with you about is we have to talk about dark skin versus light skin on Biff. Oh, yeah. This was mm-hmm. a, a major topic in this show and it has come up in other series as well. For instance, if you all watched my wife and kids, the original older daughter 
was a dark skinned black girl and she was Claire. replaced with a light skinned mm-hmm. fine hair <laughs> girl mm-hmm. later on. But there's a lot of issues and things with colorism around these two women who played Aunt Viv. I believe mm-hmm. that both of these Aunt Vivs were great in their own right and in their own way. Yeah, same. I don't necessarily. I just hate the comparison of black I agree. Oh, that just irritates me. I <laughs> agree. I yes. just feel like it just doesn't help our people when we do that. When we talk about colorism, it doesn't help. I just, like you said, they're both great in their own way. I yes. loved all the snappy snazziness and the jazzy way that the dark skin on Viv dressed. And, you know, her personality just, she was just fierce. And I do feel like the on Viv, when she was more calm, I feel like she was a little bit more reserved, but she still dressed nice, carried herself very well. You know, she was sweet. Yes. I don't think she was necessarily funny or hilarious like Dark Skin and Viv, but I do think that they both did a very good job. Yes, absolutely. And I don't even know if I'll say that colorism had a role to play when it came to them choosing the new Aunt Viv, but I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I hear it's so possible. Many different things. Right. I hear a lot of different things. Wasn't there an interview? I kept hearing people say something about the dark skin on Viv was upset or something. There was some fight or something between her and somebody on set. I feel like that's always that was always out there. But I I felt like I saw some things of her talking about something when they were getting ready for the reunion or something. But I, I don't know. I need to do some more research on that. Yes. Well, the darker skin Aunt Viv, her name is Janet Hubert. And she was fortunately, so fortunately, a part of the reunion series or the reunion episode, which you can also find on HBO Max. And for the first time in like 27 years, Janet Hubert and Will Smith sat down to have like a legit conversation about what was going on. And what Mm -hmm. I could gather was that Janet Hubert was pregnant in real life when her character was pregnant on the show. Right. This was her Uh having a child with her husband who she had a difficult marriage with. I don't Mm. remember for sure. He might have been abusive to her, but she was Mm -hmm. having a very difficult time. And I think eventually got divorced from him. She was having her own personal issues that I guess Mm. impacted her mood at work. And Mm. Will was a young, happy rapper who, <laughs> you know, had never acted before. And she's like a, a world-class trained actress. And she has different expectations of what professionalism mean. While mm-hmm. Will Smith is like a young kid who's an entertainer and who wants to foster this like really cool working environment, which means everything's not always professional, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just differences And people Mm -hmm. felt like she was mean and there was just a difference in their working styles. And they offered her reduced roles, like a reduced Mm -hmm. role. And she was like, no. Mm -hmm. And because she was labeled as difficult from her experiences on the show, her career never really recovered. And basically Aunt Viv was saying, you snot-nosed 20-year-old boy with your new rise to fame ruined my career. 
because we had a you know a difference in our working styles and she didn't come across as you know accusatory or anything like that but it's like will smith did not understand the amount of power he was wielding and how he Mm -hmm. impacted her life right because not only does she not have a job anymore she's in a difficult marriage where i believe she was the breadwinner and now she has a new Mm -hmm. child to raise too so she held a lot of anger towards him yeah yeah Yeah. and you could tell that will was very upset about that about Mm -hmm. not realizing how having so much influence at a young age led him to make like a a big mistake so i agree though Mm -hmm. with what you're saying about people are discount the lighter skin aunt viv because she didn't have as strong a personality And that may have been on purpose, right? Like they changed her dialogue from the Mm -hmm. way it was before. Yeah, right. So I don't like that people try to discount light skin Aunt Viv and who she was and what she accomplished to overcorrect for the fact that a dark skinned woman was replaced. Like you said, I don't think it serves our community. And to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, I looked at it and I saw they were basically in the same amount of episodes. I think Darker Skin on Viv was in 76 episodes and Light Skin Mm -hmm. on Viv was in 75. So they basically had equal amount of episodes that they were on the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think there's reasons to love both of them. And I want us to be done with that stupid conversation. And I I think we are. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this show was also produced by Quincy Jones. It was recorded in front of a live studio Mm -hmm. audience, which is kind of a lost art. A lot of shows are not recorded in front of a studio honest anymore. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things that, was not included in any of the episodes that we reviewed today is jazz getting thrown out of the house. And of Mm -hmm. course, Carlton (laughs) dancing. So (laughs) yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Those are some of my recurring themes that I really enjoy about the show. So Nini, do you have any additional thoughts about the show before we close out today? No, but I do want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've, Definitely enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed just sitting back rewatching <laughs> the shows again. And it has awakened like this fire in me to just go back all the way from season one, episode one, and, you know, go through it. So I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, of course. Thank you for joining me as well. I know we had some technical difficulties, but we definitely have worked through them. And the last thing that I want to add before we close out is that Rotten Tomatoes actually gives Fresh Prince a 91% rating from the regular folks. Rotten Tomatoes usually gets it wrong when it comes to black media. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm calling them out on that. But 91% is actually very good and yeah. very close to how I feel about it, too. So, all right, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, y'all y'all get one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, thank you all so much for listening to our review of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I want to say a special thanks to my sister and guest for today, Catricia. Thank you. Yes. Next time, I'll be doing a special episode where I review Sister Acts 1 and 2. Peace out. 
Thanks for listening to Sub Media Reviews. I hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane just as much as I did. If you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows you'd like me to review next, or if you just want to share your thoughts on today's episode, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest at Sub Media Reviews and on SubMediaReviews.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve the show and spread the word to new listeners. So until next time, peace out, home slices.